to the comic book rundown. Hey everybody, here on the eighth issue of this number three arc, issue number eight. Yep. Yep. You know I what that went works. There. <laughs> if you want to listen to our previous coverage, listen to our past seven episodes. Yes, sir. So we open up on uh, El Gigante without her hair. No, I'm just kidding. On um, Calendar Man. Julian Day. Again. Because, heaven forbid, Batman doesn't talk to the most useless he gave him all the information he needed the first time he talked to him. He did. Yeah. And you never needed to come back to this character again, but they're like, world's greatest detective. We made this character. We need to push him during this. Because- no, hold on. Calendar man has been around for a long time. Really? He had a stupid, like I will pull up what he had, this costume. Uh, he looks better here. And I think he looks like Dr. Evil here. Well, yeah. Batman. <laughs> but uh, Batman's here like, I know he's been in here this whole time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a cape? Uh, uh, the, a cape the shoulder thing made out of like calendar calendars or something. Yeah. Peel off. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Calendar Man was a joke before. No. This, this made him like a um, strategic mind like he he became like this up to smart level gotcha uh and then when we read dark victory is that because he became a doctor he became dr evil yes uh this also is like the bait again this is the basis of calendar man going forward similar how this kind of became the basis of two-face going forward because if you look in you've seen the, the suicide squad right the first one no the new one yes i've seen them both um calendar man's in that it's uh, the one that yells at uh, Polka Dot Man, saying that he's got uh, in jail. Oh, okay. He's got, he's got the months around his head, tattooed around yeah, his head. Yeah. That becomes Calendar Man from this point forward. Gotcha. But he had a dumb costume in the past. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. But uh, Batman's here like, hmm, I need to talk to this guy again because it deals with days and... His name is Julian, and he's got to know things about days and holidays. Well, you also ask him why didn't Holiday kill Riddler? And Fool's Day. Yeah, that's what he says. Like, if they had Fool's Day, maybe he just took the day seriously. I'm the world's greatest detective. I already knew that. <laughs> um, and then he asked him about Harvey Dent. And... and- and I like, though, there's this one special moment they have right here where they're both touching the other side of the glass. <laughs> and it's it's a moment. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's funny that he's like, he asks him what he knows about Harvey Dent because Dent's the one that put him in here. And, uh, you know, he obviously says he's a Gemini and, you know, that his birthday's coming up soon. Not that any of that's actually relevant. Not yet. I mean, the Gemini thing, maybe. Not yet. Psychopaths. But, well, hey, uh, hold on. <laughs> I remember cancer, so I'm fine. That's not the point. Um, but, uh, like, what's he going to know about Harvey Dent while he's locked up? 
honestly, again, this guy's smarter than he's giving people credit for. He's figured out who Holiday is. Yeah, well, I mean... He after... figured out from the get-go who Holiday is. Well, yeah, because he was in with the, with the writers. I figured out who it was <laughs> after, uh, let's say, I think it's next issue's death. Okay. Um, I, we'll, we'll talk off my... Yeah. But uh, then you get this guard that's like, Oh, Batman, help! There's an escape on level four! And Batman's like, level four, let's see who's that. That's <laughs> Gotta go through the Rolodex. Uh... <laughs> Fuck it, I don't have time. I gotta go. <laughs> And it turns out to be none other than Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow. Now, I don't know... Great-great-grandson of Ichabod Crane, the Headless Horse. Oh. I, I, so, this stroll around the the bars... Batman's making out like he's poison ivy, and once he has straw, he can grow more straw. Like, what's straw gonna do? Straw. He distilled a fine uh, toxin from the straw, and therefore he was able to escape prison by breaking the bars. Uh, no, wait, Batman breaks Batman the bars. Batman broke the bar. You, um, straw. He turned himself into straw, therefore turning himself into a scarecrow, therefore escaping. I'm the world's greatest detective. <laughs> Thank you, Pete Holmes. <laughs> but, uh, so... Then we get the scarecrow on a horse, because, of course, he's going to have a horse because there was a horse waiting for him when he escaped. Makes sense. It does. And uh, But it actually turns out this was not Scarecrow. It was a Scarecrow, but not Jonathan uh, Kane. This, is, Crane this is the most amazing Scarecrow ever also because it was actually able to rein in a horse. And it had, uh, you know... Articulation. Articulation in its hands, and it was able to make facial... Uh, um, expressions. Expressions. Yeah, look, up until the point that Batman knocked it off the horse. In which case, it turned into a literal uh, scarecrow. scarecrow. Yeah, I don't... I don't know about that one. That one kind of... Don't get me wrong. The, the pictures look oh, yeah. beautiful. Fantastic. Here's what it was. So Batman already came into, t- into contact with the toxin and he didn't know it in the cell. Probably it was from all. the straw. Yeah. The minute he touched the straw. Yep. That's a good possibility. And then he saw this and he's like, yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh God, I'm scared. Oh no, there's more gas. Uh, uh, I have yet to watch, and hopefully by the time this episode airs, the two-part long Halloween animated movies. They are both on HBO Max. I also have them both over there on the wall. Um, I've heard mixed reviews on the movies. Maybe you'll give us a better understanding of what's going on in this scene. We'll find out. Eventually. But uh, after that, we go to the Wayne Manor where some popo come to uh, talk to uh, Mr. Wayne. Not just any popo. Oh, it's, it's Jim Gordon. And uh, he's like, as you can see by my mustache, I have full authority here, Albert. And he's like, my name's Alfred, sir. <laughs> he's like, that's what I said, Albert. I have full authority. Anyway, but he's like, uh, yeah, I needed to, you know, Bruce needs to be here right now. And he's like, um, you know, this is Mother's Day and he loved his mommy and he's probably at her, you know. Yeah, he, this, is, this is a really rough day for him. So and, and then, he's not here. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. We're going to go pick him up. And uh, that's that's where uh, you know, we leave off there. And then we get this fucking huge bitch. I mean, she's huge. Huge bitch! <laughs> that's a huge... Anyways. Uh, it's Sophia. Yeah, it's it's El Gigante. And she's uh, giving the shakedown to some poor little Asian dude. Uh, trying to find out where uh, the guns come from. And it turns out they come from a guy named The Gunsmith. 
Look, originality in 2000s wasn't really the best. In 2000s? This was... Yeah. Dude, the, the, the Batman's characters' names <laughs> all... I played through Arkham Asylum, and as I'm going through these things, I'm like, please tell me that like this is like all a joke. But no, those are actually their names. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Yep. Yep. But anyways, so, uh, she gets a, uh... Oh, 96, sorry. Said yeah, that earlier. But Either way. No, you're right. Like, the fact they're, name, they're naming... <sighs> just bad. Yeah, the gunsmith. And, of course, she shakes down a Chinese dude to find out that the guy's in Chinatown. In Chong's tea ho- shop. Or tea house. Mm-hmm. And she gets there and... Oh, shock of all shocks, Chong is already dead. Yeah, Holiday got there first. Actually, Holiday got there... Literally just before Sophia did and killed him. Yep. Yeah. But then you see on the uh, on the ground. Obviously, you see all the guns, but you see on the ground all the twenty twos that he makes. Yep. And then we uh, go to uh, Crime Alley, and we've got Bruce Wayne walking with a flower for his mama, and remembering that it was all his fault his mother died. Because if he wouldn't have given her a pearl necklace... No, wait. If his dad wouldn't have given her a pearl necklace... No, wait. Wow. If his dad would have made wow. Bruce a pearl necklace instead of giving her a pearl necklace... Anyways. Uh, apparently, Bruce told his mom that she needed to wear the pearls. Yep. And uh, she's like... Because it's a special night. And she's like, well, we're not, it's not a special night. We're going to the movies. And he's like, maybe we can make it a special night. And oh, boy, did they. <laughs> yeah, they did. It became a special night, all right. And then, uh, so it turns out that uh, the only reason why they got attacked was because uh, the um, guy that shot his mom and dad wanted a pearl necklace too, and Thomas was just not about that. And uh, Martha Thomas, yeah, Thomas Martha <laughs> Wayne. While while the, while this is all going through his head, and you can Again, tell he's the freaking toxin, out on yeah, the yeah. toxin is working on him. Um, and Gordon pops up, and it's like, Mr. Wayne, you know, we, we need to talk to you. Bruce! And he's like, no, wait! I can't, I don't have the necklace, I can't give you a pearl necklace, I know you want the pearl necklace, but I can't give it to you. And he runs away. And he's like, don't run, Bruce, hold your fire. And he's like, just fire him in the legs. Hold your fire, I say, guys, just shoot him one time in the leg, it'll stop him. Hold your fire, I said. Okay. I'm sorry, this is this is the Jim Gordon from the Harley Quinn show, not the Jim Gordon. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Honestly, if it was that Jim Gordon, that would have been fun. But, uh, so, Bruce runs away, and of course, where does he run to? Uh, Up uh, fire escape. Yeah, because uh, he's he's not Batman, but... Uh, nope, nope, but he's able to scale a building and super quick this, before Gordon even pops. This picture right here, though. Thing. Yeah, that... Mm. That looks nothing like... Even a scared Bruce Wayne would not look like that. Yeah, when he, he jumped on... Onto a, a bus. Bus that's just driving... Again, how did Gordon not put this together that this guy has some... I, I get he's physically Look, fit. All I'm saying is he's a big, huge, buff dude with a bunch of money, therefore he could make a bunch of gadgets with a personal vendetta against crime because his parents were murdered when he was a small child. And you never see Batman and Bruce Wayne in the same place at the same time. That's actually not true. You never see Batman and the, the real Batman and the real Bruce Wayne in the same place at the same time. They don't know who the real Batman is. So yeah, we do. We do. Exactly. But... Look, Jim Gordon's the second greatest detective, okay? Honestly, yeah. 
But anyways, he's like, uh, all right, guys, take it slow. Just just no shots fired except into the kneecap so we can slow him down. <laughs> yeah, they, they basically track him down to the cemetery, uh, to Martha Wayne's grave. What's which... with the angry picture of fucking Zeus on the top of uh, her grave there? Um... I don't know because their graves move constantly. <laughs> it's it's so that nobody uh, digs up their uh, you know remains and uses them against. Uh... Yeah, that happened too many times. It still happens. Um, because that uh, m- more often than not, the the graves are on Wayne property. This one is not. This one is in a cemetery, random cemetery in Gotham. But more often than not, in any comic run. Bruce and Martha Wayne, Bruce. You mean Thomas? Thomas, and Thomas Martha, Martha Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> are their graves are on Wayne property because he'll he'll go out there and uh, you know visit with them every once in a while. Also, Jason Todd's grave was there for a hot minute. I didn't last. Well, that's because he didn't stay in the grave. Yeah. Well, near the Thomas and Martha Wayne <laughs> at Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> I meant there. Anyway, <laughs> and that's where we end this episode. <laughs>